Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy and I love watching scary movies and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And we've got a pretty scary one this week. I gotta say this movie is (sighs) pretty scary. But before we get into it, Emily, did anything scary happen to you this week? Yes. Okay. So uh, listeners may know that I never make dinner anymore <laughs> that um that Joel makes dinner just every single every single night that we eat dinner at home it's made by Joel I'm very lucky <laughs> um he likes to cook I don't really but like I used to live alone I can co- I know how to like cook food I can cook things I've done it before I you know I know how to do it I've done it <laughs> but I never do it anymore I never have to cook dinner and um, Joel started doing some freelance work. So last week, you know, I, I t- you know, I always text someone on my way home from work. Not so he can like get dinner on the table, but just <laughs> so he knows when I'm coming home. And I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear from him until I'm almost home. And he was like, okay, I'm still, I'm still at work. And they, I knew that if he stayed late enough, they were going to give him dinner. Um, and so I was like, okay, so I, you know, time for me to do dinner for me. <laughs> and I had to stop at Target to pick up a prescription. So I was like, great, I'll just like, you know what? Like it's late. It was like 730, you know, that's late for me. Where it was, I want, I need to eat and get this done, you know, and I, and I've started eating dinner at like 530 since the time change. Well, when it get, oh yeah. I when the like time change happens, early. <laughs> it's also like, I'm trying to be in bed by 10 and it's like, if we're eating dinner at eight, oh, like, you know, we're already, you need the, at the, least the yeah, like off. two to three hours to spoon. with this heartburn, with heartburn. You can't, uh, yeah, you yeah, can't I gotta play, be you're playing with fire. Exactly. You get it. So I um, was like, okay, got to figure out how to have a, have a dinner and do it quick. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll just like, I was like, there's a, I remember that there's like a little Panera section at Target Ooh. with like soups and stuff. And I was like, great, I'll get like a soup. And I found a, a, a broccoli cheddar Panera soup looked good. And I was like, oh, and I'll get some like frozen broccoli and I'll put that in it so it'll be like even extra broccoli and in my head I'm like this makes sense this is a great idea and I get home and I'm like heating up the soup and it, it always like more difficult than I thought <laughs> it was going to be more of a microwave so it's like I am still like using pots and pans and like making the broccoli making the soup and Joel gets home while I'm doing this and he was like what are you doing <laughs> like what and I like and and so here also it turns out that this soup I think 
it was either disgusting or expired. <laughs> so I made this whole thing and I pour this soup over my broccoli and it's like disgusting and horrifying. And it's this like big, and I put it in like one of those big wide pasta bowls to like cool it down faster. Cause it was getting late. And I just have this wide, nasty bowl of like gross soup over frozen broccoli and I felt like I was like, like when you break a bone and you and it, you put a cast on it. And so you don't you take the cast off. That muscle is like completely withered and atrophied. If you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't use it, you lose it. And I was like, I don't know how to make myself dinner. <laughs> like, and it makes me feel like a like, fucking like 1950s husband who's like, I don't even know how to make dinner. Like, like f- fucking Harry Styles and Don't Worry Darling, like banging on the, the <laughs> potatoes with a decanter <laughs> where I'm like, honestly, we made a lot of fun of that, but I think I get it. I like don't know how to cook anymore. It's relatable now. It was just really strange. It was strange. Cooking sucks. I hate it. Yeah. You know, I hate it as I well. I hate it. I'm really sorry that you had to do it for even one single night is too Thank much. You. Well, and guess what? I didn't eat the soup. I poured it all, all straight in the trash. It was horrible. I mean, yeah, it sounds like it was disgusting. And I had a hard boiled egg and a <laughs> little bit of salad and like some cheese. It was like, who? like, I can't fend for myself. Which is upsetting. I mean, you're preaching of the choir here. I feel like this is all sounding extremely familiar to me. So thank you. I know you get it. Don't feel ashamed. Thank you. Joel really was confused. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it was a little bit scary. It was a little bit scary. Well, that does sound scary. I'm sorry that that happened to you. Thank you. I made it. I made it. Hopefully, I'll never have to make dinner for myself ever again. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Sam, anything scary happened to you this week? Well, speaking of men in the 1950s, great. <laughs> I have a group of friends that I we have a tradition of celebrating International Men's Day together. <laughs> <laughs> There's an International Men's Day. You bet your ass there is. Isn't that so funny? Yeah, it's that's every day. Uh, it's like it's yeah. literally every day. It's uh, that's why it's so funny, and so we felt like we need to go celebrate this day together we went to um jumbo's clown room last year well here listen emily so what happened was (laughs) i had a nightmare that i that we had forgotten international men's day (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) and i woke up and i looked it up and it is today it's today Wow, I'm so honored to be with you for International Men's Day. That's right. Um, But the scary thing is, of course, that I have some sort of psychic internal clock about International Men's Day. Mm -hmm. You knew. I knew. So what is it? November 19th? Is that? Yes. And this episode will come out a little late. So a little later. So sorry. You all missed it. You guys did miss it. But for next year, remember to mark your calendars (laughs) Um, or I'll try to tell my dream to kick in a little earlier, give me a little more notice because unfortunately my my friend that I celebrate with was at a wedding this weekend. She was really upset. Oh God. (laughs) She was like, how dare they have their wedding on International International Men's Day? (laughs) Uh, It's not right. So happy International Men's Day to all (laughs) of you men out there. I hope you had a great November 19th, your special day. I got to do something for Joel. (laughs) You got to. You still have time. Wow. Yeah. So that was pretty scary, but also (laughs) very funny. I really, really laughed and laughed when I saw that it was this weekend. I was like, well, your brain knew that's 
That's what I've been thinking about, I guess, in my subconscious. Very cool stuff. I mean, it is the holiday season, you know? It's the holiday season, and I knew. Yep. And you knew. My favorite holiday was coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Okay, well, should we talk about this week's movie? I guess so. Mm. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This week, we are going to be talking about Terrified. Came out in 2018. Uh, It was written and directed by Damien Rugna, starring Maximiliano Gioni, Noberto Gonzalo, Elvira Oneto, George L. Lewis, Julieta Valina, and Damien Solomon. And it is streaming on Shudder.com. And we have a couple guests with us today. One of them is a man. That's me. (gasps) Happy International Men's Day. (laughs) Thank you so much. I I did, uh, you know, have to pause all my festivities to join you. Huge. uh, Huge. I I, I made an exception for today. Told the boys to just wait. (laughs) Boys gotta wait. We'll get back to the cigar chopping soon. I was going to say, what kind of festivities is that? Uh, Like backyard wrestling? Fart uh, competitions? Uh, uh, lots of cigars, land party, yep. land yeah. party. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Different flavor of men, but we're all celebrating. That's the beauty of International Men's Day is yeah, all flavors of men are yeah. celebrating. You know what? Shout That's out right. to all the trans men celebrating International Men's Day. Fellas, That's right. yeah. fellas That's I feel true. like you get forgotten on this day and it's your day too. go. It's out, your day too. go out there and, and smoke some cigars and I don't know, go <laughs> throw, throw a football. I was going to say throw axes at one of those weird bars where you can throw axes. It's Eat your day. Jerky. Oh yeah, yeah. Go to that, that place. You can like smash things that rage room. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. your day, boys. Have fun. Ooh, I want to do that on women. I'll wait for women's day. <laughs> yeah, wait, we gotta wait. Yeah, we gotta wait. Today's not for you. James and Chelsea of Dead Meat, thank you guys for joining us. We are so happy to have you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I was just uh, doing a little stream for patrons earlier today, and I mentioned I was going to be on this, and they all got real excited. You, you guys have a oh, good yay. reputation among horror fans. Ooh, we love oh to my hear it. God, thank you. So don't ruin it. Uh, now you have a <laughs> <laughs> pressures on. Exactly. Now we know. Now we know. Well, did anything scary happen to you guys this week? Yeah, oh, okay. So, uh, first of all, I'm also a 1950s husband. I cannot cook and I do not enjoy it. <laughs> it's true. I find it to be one of life's worst tedious little chores that you have to do every day or you die. It's awful. Yeah, yeah I hate it. Um, let's see. Okay, so I just started uh, crocheting a blanket Ooh. With a bunch of different mm. colors. I'm doing kind of like a 70s color scheme. So I got some like avocado greens and like rusty oranges and yellows. Love it. And I've got one color yarn that I'm using. I'm realizing more than the other colors. And I might have to go back to the craft store just to get that one color yarn. And that's very scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, an errand to the craft store is uh, it's a whole to do. It's a thing. I need some some buttons. I got a coat recently and the buttons are really loud and I don't know I mean, how, how the buttons <laughs> loud. It's like they're made of some sort of tinny cheap thing that just rattles every step you take. Okay. And so I was like, well, I need to replace all these buttons, but mm-hmm. I don't want to go to a craft store. So I feel you. Yeah. Especially because it's getting close to Christmas. And yeah, oh, it's mayhem. Yeah, it's total mayhem. It's loud in there. Um, I, I tend to like the smell of craft stores, but if you don't, it's even more overwhelming during mm. Christmas because everything <laughs> smells like pine I cones. I can't step foot in them. 
Yeah. I can't step foot inside yeah. those stores any time of the year. I'm about to spend just, like $25 on buttons yeah. through Etsy rather than go and get, they should be what, like $2 total yeah, for yeah. four buttons? Because <laughs> order some online. <laughs> Support a local, like a, a small Etsy business and then you can yeah, feel there, better. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. I'm sorry. I'm, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Yeah. I guess I have like the most actual scary thing out of all these stories because I'm just thinking about uh, it might have fallen out of the week's uh, limit, but it it was really windy here in L.A. uh, a little bit ago. And, you know, earlier in the day, I like went out, take out the trash or whatever, come back in and I'm at my computer for a good, I don't know, half hour to an hour. And then I leave the office and I see the front doors wide open because <gasps> I thought I had closed it, but I guess not enough. And the wind had blown it open. No, 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 and no, then no. we're like, OK, the dog's always by us. Where's the cat? And I start looking at all the usual spots oh, and the no. cat's not in any of them. Oh, no. I start really freaking out. Because it's like, where where could I looking in cabinets and in the closet and everything? And so I put on my my shoes and I run outside. I'm running down the block. I'm like, I don't think the cat would like yeah, leave looking, the house. I think at this point I'm looking for her and panicking. Yep. We're, oh. we're texting our housemates. Oh, it's a, it's making a sure total she, panic. Oh, yeah. When that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and we have like coyotes around here, too, and yeah. hawks and other things that would mm. kill her easily. So I, I don't think she would go outside i've never seen her like try to and if she did i don't know how far she would get i don't think she'd make it very far <laughs> but but I, I i'm running down back. the block i'm looking everywhere mm. she was just sitting in a weird spot that like i just completely yeah. overlooked and so i get back inside i see her I'm like damn it lucy <laughs> make noise or something yeah. when i'm calling for you and we're we are obsessed with our cat yeah. like it is hard to overstate how much we love our cat. <laughs> She's going to be 10 years old this next year. Oh, and we had her since she was a baby. And mm-hmm. I mean, she's our little baby. He turned or she turned James into a cat person. Oh, yeah. Never had a cat before. The right cat will do that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They're special creatures and mm-hmm. they do get up into some weird spots. So it's when you think you might have lost a cat or you don't. We have four cats. Oh. And so it's sometimes we're like, They could be anywhere. If you leave a drawer a little bit open, they could be in that corner. Like one of them hides in the like folds of my partner's pants in his closet. (laughs) Like she's also six pounds and tiny. So it's like, where is she? (laughs) Um, So it's a stressful thing. I get it. I'm scared. Glad everybody was okay. I, one of my cats, I have two cats that got out in the last place that I lived, they like popped a screen out and I had that like same. That's a nightmare of mine. I know. I was so panicked. I never leave windows open. Like we, we even just got screens installed at our house, but I still, I don't like leaving them open if we're not in the room. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I don't trust her. Yeah. And <laughs> probably shouldn't because my, my boys popped it, out, popped it right out. And I think it had been a while, but I went outside and found, um, one of them, his name is Bunk, was just sitting frozen in terror, like exactly outside of the window. It's oh. like, I took a photo of him. It's so funny. I'll try to remember to, to show everybody. Like he got out and then didn't plan this far ahead yeah didn't he go was just anywhere. like so overwhelmed that he just froze and i had to like come and pick him up oh my god that for them it'd be like punching a hole to the other side of the universe like they <laughs> oh, like what yeah. they can't just left plato's cave and did <laughs> yes, not know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'd be fucking scared too yeah Damn. but all the kitties are okay yeah Phew. 
scare averted. Okay. Well, speaking of scary stuff, how do you guys, well, I know how you feel about horror movies, but tell me a bit (laughs) about your history with horror movies, your journey. Yeah. I mean, I've been a horror fan my entire life. I can't remember a time when I wasn't into them. Thanks to, uh, being brought like my parents don't like uh, scary movies, but I did watch Night of the Living Dead mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm. They like that That's one. A classic. It one. is. Yeah. And and then uh, I just scream is a formative memory for me. Yep. Being too sure. scared of it. And then coming back a few years later and being like, yes, I can watch you now. And then um, I think by the time I was 10, uh, my mom had come into the, the local video store with me and wrote a note. and was like, he can rent whatever horror movies he wants on his own. I was oh. like, thanks, mom. Uh, so I'd ride my bike up to the horror or up to the video castle, rent all the horror movies I could bring them back. And with my two VCR system, uh, make bootlegs onto blank VHSs. And so nice. yes, Hell yeah. yeah, I was doing that. You got yeah. a permission slip for movie rentals. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I mean, very you know, sweet. my parents didn't parent really. So <laughs> but that was one of the, the times when it worked out because now it's my job. So thanks, mom. <laughs> I was the opposite as a kid. I was scared of everything. Um, I did not enjoy scary movies as a child. Uh, as I got a bit older, you know, I'd watch the classics at sleepovers with my girlfriends. And then in college, I took a horror movie like history and theory course. Mm-hmm. And that just like changed my life. That's similar to me. I took a, a horror class in college as well that like... Really? Wait, where'd you go to college? It was uh, San Francisco State. And this was just a weekend film class where we just like oh, watched I horror see. movies for the whole first day and then had to write a paper on it the second day. But that was, yeah, my first kind of like, oh, I really like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely totally changed how I viewed the genre. And I, I just became obsessed with it. And yeah, and then... Once we started dating, the first movie we ever watched together was Hellraiser. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love Hellraiser. <laughs> That's a sexy one. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. They're, mm-hmm. they're horny little guys. Horny guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's horny horror, which uh, I think is finally starting to make some somewhat of a comeback. Yeah. After years of laying dormant. Yeah, we need more. <laughs> we need more horny horror, please. We really do. We need more horny fill in the blank you know i'll just i'll take it off real yeah like come on guys (laughs) life is hard make horny content (laughs) yep yep oh boy okay well what about what about this movie i don't know much about it but i i don't think i'm gonna like it it's not horny no, it's okay. not. so there's a there's a strike against there's a there's a naked butt in it oh yeah there's like a, a tall naked butt man a uh, tall, uh, yeah, tall naked man and his butt. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Is this one that you guys have seen like over and over? No, is it, we watched no. it last night for the first time. <gasps> That's Ooh. why we picked it. We're like, let's wa- let's watch one we haven't seen, so we have an excuse to watch something we haven't seen. But oh, I love this, that. This yeah. director, Damien uh, Rugna, yeah, he just came out with another film this year called mm-hmm. Evil When Evil Lurks. When Evil yeah. Lurks, and yeah. we just covered that on our podcast, and that movie is a friggin'. Uh, I love it. It's really great. It's very good. Very graphic. I've heard of Terrified before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, before when Just hadn't seen it. And so finally, it was like, this is the perfect excuse to watch it because we'd just seen his other 
movie. I think it had the misfortune of being called Terrified when Terrifier has mm-hmm. really come. It's confusing and confused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People are like, oh yeah, I saw that. He's like, no, 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 this is a different one. Yeah. It's like how uh, uh, whenever I uh, spit on the ground and talk about how Veronica is the worst horror movie I've ever seen. Veronica. People are like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with Veronica? That Spanish found footage film. Yeah. Like, no, no, that was good. Veronica's good. Different things, yeah. <laughs> we need more letters. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, guys. So, yeah, When Evil Lurks, uh, I felt was was close to a masterpiece. I really loved it. Yeah. And so we were excited. That movie's to very confident. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that I think he really learned a lot from making Terrified. Like, you, it's, it's a very good second movie. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of how, like, we, we both majored in film. And after we wrapped any student film our professor would always say like okay now you're ready to like make the film that you just made you know mm-hmm. it's it's you oh, only yeah. feel like you're totally ready to make a movie right. after you've made the movie yes. and watching his two movies back well, just to, back, to note he has been making movies since like 2008 so he has more than just the oh two. he does it's just the others uh must not have broken through because at least on english language wikipedia they don't have links they don't so I'm i guess deep. terrified was the first of his to like get a more international i distribution. see that's mm-hmm. my mistake then. yeah yeah but still like the, the jump there's in, still a massive jump i in, think yeah yeah yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I was excited that you guys picked this one because same thing I'd seen. I just saw When Evil Lurks because I heard it was so great and also loved it. And which we will be covering it at some point. Yeah, we'll cover it eventually. Also, when Henley's not here because we know yeah. Henley doesn't like <laughs> child deaths and we obviously they, don't care. There, there are some <laughs> in that. They don't bother us. It's only Henley. And in this. So just just know that. Yeah. But yeah, it had been on my list, bumped to the top of my list since seeing When Evil Lurks. So I was glad that you guys chose it. How did you watch it? I watched on Shudder. Shudder. Yeah. Okay. I was testing to see if you had Shudder because I love it. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. though it's it's I feel like it's gotten uh, just it, there's no upkeep on it. I don't think anyone cares about it because it, it what it now is owned by whoever yeah, they, owns yeah, Warner. They slashed a lot of budgets for yeah, Shudder, right? unfortunately. And, and I'm like, damn, man, give some love to this awesome service and i love its library but yeah sometimes like with this and oh, with when yeah, evil works the, the subtitles, subtitles are weird are really yeah yes i yeah. agree there i was noticing mm-hmm. that as well um have you guys seen birth rebirth <laughs> no what is on it shutter as well just a movie i watched last night that was one of the most upsetting things that henley would simply not survive if she heard the recap <laughs> of it so I don't think we'll be doing that one. Is it birth rebirth? Birth rebirth. Uh, okay. It's really good, but it is a tough, a tough one. Okay. But yeah, also on Shudder. We love Shudder. This movie has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 73 on Metacritic, and a 6.5 on IMDb. Real standard IMDb rating there. That's... Yep. That's, that's every what, movie. Every yeah, movie, basically. I, I every can't movie. take IMDb seriously because it's six point or seven point something. Yep. Every movie. Yep. Every single every time. Every single that's time. the range. It, it's, it's, we're just judging everything on a scale from six to seven yeah. on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was no budget or money info available because it didn't come out in theaters. So mm-hmm. don't have that info. It is... Shutter original and yeah there just wasn't much trivia for it but like you guys said this was his first internationally distributed feature and so where is he from is he Argentina Argentina, Argentina. Argentina. okay yes yeah, so okay. Spanish language 
the the Spanish in this movie was a lot easier for me to understand than the Spanish in When Evil Lurks. I was listening to your guys's When Evil Lurks episode, and I had the same thing because I mean Emily Emily speaks Spanish. I'm learning a little bit of Spanish, and I like to. But Argentinian Spanish is a really specific accent. Yes, exactly. It can be pretty hard to pick up. Yeah, I forget the name of the dialect that people were telling me. uh, Oh yeah, I was reading the comments. It has some like Italian influence Mm -hmm. in it. So yeah, yeah. uh, This was again. There's also like a a character who apparently is not a native Spanish speaker in here, but they never address it. Yeah, but his character is like asking like. Tienes, uh, and the other guy's like, Miedo. And he's like, oh, yeah, Tienes Miedo. And it's like, I, I don't know why this guy is not a native Spanish speaker and they don't address it, but I appreciated his slow cadence because it allowed me yes. to... Well, they kind of address it because they say he's done, like, stuff in the States, like, similar to... Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he was, like, the uh, the fellow doctor that they yeah, brought yeah, in. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they yeah. say he's had experience other places, so... Yeah. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. No, but I had the same exact thing in When Evil Lurks. I was like, I'm going to be able to understand some of this stuff and then i was like wait is this spanish like (laughs) right (laughs) i don't i'm not understanding anything yeah (laughs) Ooh, i i think supernatural horror is my favorite to hear about i don't know why that is but i feel like it's been a while since we've done i think just because to find to get like a genuinely very scary supernatural film I think of a lot of them as being like pretty hokey it's like hard to like really pull that off I feel like for whatever reason so when we do a supernatural horror that's like that I'm told is actually very very scary I get excited yeah are you a skeptic or do you believe in the supernatural both okay (laughs) Um, I think like mm, yeah I think the universe is vast yeah no no that's that's kind of where I'm at too where I'm like how how could I know I'm just always interested in hearing because some people are like, oh, the things that really scare me are the realistic films like The Strangers or things that can really happen. And then other people are like, oh, yeah, I can watch those all day. I I won't mess around with ghosts or demons or anything. And I was like seeing who feels that way and why, whether it's because they they truly believe in that stuff or what. But I've always said that with demons and ghosts, I can't rationalize when I'm in bed that they won't be in the house with me because I have bars on my windows. I'm like, a man's not getting in here, but a demon could. (laughs) Sammy, don't say that on International Men's Day. True. (laughs) Men can do anything. Men can do anything. Yeah, Yeah, there's like no rules with demons or, or ghosts, you know? That's what's scary about it. Yeah, I just think it's like, it's something, I mean, obviously like, I don't want the other stuff either, but there's something like, you know, supernatural, it's like, it's, it's when you're, it's at night and it's in your home and it's like under your sheets or in your shower places where it's like should be safe and personal and private and like I don't know it just like feels like such a violation that you can't yeah do anything about Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm excited (laughs) no maybe maybe I'll regret saying that but in this moment I'm excited (laughs) well let's find out let's get into it okay it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. 
Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. We all come home after a long day of work and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So we start, we're in Buenos Aires, and there is a woman named Clara doing dishes, and there's some noises coming from the drain in the sink and there's uh the bubbles from the soap kind of bubbling up and it almost looks like something within the drain is breathing the bubble is moving like a breath with like a, it's very creepy it's an audio jump scare here when she turns the faucet oh, on yeah, and that Chelsea made me jump. jump yeah like, we're off to a great start her turning on the sink made me oh, jump oh yeah <laughs> i jumped a lot in this movie great a lot of great jump scares mm. it's very uh unsettling and her husband comes home and she has been she couldn't cook dinner just like us. Uh-huh. <laughs> she said she heard what she hears voices in the kitchen. Well, that's what I'm going to say next time. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's I your couldn't excuse. Cook, there's voices. In the kitchen. <laughs> uh, her husband's name is Juan. And the, he says, you know, maybe it's Walter, our neighbor. He's always, he's been f- fixing his house up lately. It's, we've, it's been kind of noisy. Um, she says, I know what I heard. It was voices. He says, okay, what were they saying? She says, they said they were going to kill me. Title, Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> they have a weird, uh, we see kind of a weird slice of a conversation in this because he also mentions, hey, remember that dog we ran over yes. today? It came back. Apparently it's fine. Like it's alive. So that's good news. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Rewind a tiny bit. But and I don't know even even because I forgot about that line and you bring it up now. And I, even after seeing the rest of the movie, I don't know if it I is, mean, it's it's relevant because it's that's kind of what happens with. Oh, with the with the beings kid. in this movie and, yeah. and weirdly in when evil lurks, too. It's a similar kind of thing. Yeah. There are similarities. Yeah. yeah. Um, so mm. now we cut to it's the uh, early, early morning, like five in the morning. Clara is w- waking up to use the bathroom. One hears a banging on their wall and bangs back thinking it's Walter, like, keep it down. It's too early for you to be fixing stuff. I share walls with three neighbors and I there's like Ooh. constant banging, like from the ceiling and one on the side and one on the front. And so it's basically constant. And I did not like this. <laughs> so it was just like a 4d experience for me. <laughs> yeah. Do you also go outside in your underwear to yell through the intercom at your neighbor? Like Juan does. Here? I sure do not. I just <laughs> cower in fear and anger. Um, so yeah, Juan goes out and he's buzzing the little call box to Walter telling him like, shut up, stop banging. The banging is continuing and he goes back into his house and he passes the bathroom where his wife is now taking a shower, it sounds like. And he's like, yeah, I told him to be quiet, but he's so annoying. And then he hears more banging and realizes it's coming from the bathroom. It's like the way the sound is, the direction it's coming from confuses him. He turns back and he calls out to her, Clara, are you making the banging 
noises. And he peeks into that bathroom Mm. around the corner and we see bloody handprints and marks all over the walls and he takes a further step in and we see clara's body just being <gasps> flung side to side in the shower she's floating oh my up. god yeah, yeah she's, she's floating. floating and it's great it almost looks like an invisible being maybe has her by the neck and it's just hitting her back and forth across the shower. And this Holy body, shit. it's got, this got to be a practical body because this I thing looks so. like yeah. a crash test dummy full of strawberry jelly. And it is just slammed over and over into this bathroom tile wall and just like, oh, it's gross. Yeah. And from having seen two of his movies, Damien Rugna does not cut away from stuff. No. Like you're going to see everything. You are watching he those is, impacts over and over. He is not about <sighs> the, I'm going to let you imagine it. No, he's showing you everything and he does it so well yeah. is what makes him so impressive because often it can feel a little almost like a weird letdown if you actually see what's happening. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If it's For not sure. done just totally. right, it's almost scarier to not see. But no, mm-hmm. he and I think it's because of the practical effects. Yes, I think it's just so like, much of it's practical. It, it looks like such a lifeless body being slammed against the wall. And so he like after being frozen for a minute, tries to stop her and like grabs her and tries to, but her to bring her down. Still moving. And, and and eventually he's like holding his wife's dead body and her blood is everywhere. And we're like, dude, you're, you're going to jail. Dude, you're going to jail. <laughs> like, this does not yeah. look good, my man. Yeah. He was holding her neck, trying to get her to stop. Yeah. Like, dude, no one's going to believe that you did not murder your wife or clearly you were grabbing her neck and it's like no you don't understand a demon was slamming her head (laughs) against the wall and I was just trying to make it stop (laughs) classic brutal yeah so we cut to him being interrogated by three people who we at first think are maybe police officers but then they say something like we know that you didn't kill your wife and we need to find certain proof or whatever but like we've had other occurrences basically that we've been investigating and tell us everything you can remember from the past two weeks in your neighborhood if anything weird has happened yeah they're kind of ghostbusters yeah a little bit demon busters demon busters is it a demon are they ghosts are they demons i know yeah that's the thing is a little i'm a lot less clear on what the supernatural stuff Mm. is in this movie versus like when evil lurks you get a pretty solid picture like okay this is what we're dealing with this Mm -hmm. feels a bit ambiguous like yeah Mm -hmm. yeah which is fine i kind of wonder if i can't tell if these maybe take place in the same kind of universe or if it's just a style thing. I kind of had that feeling too. Yeah. Specifically because of uh there's some like kind of ghost either detection or hunting tools mm-hmm. that the one woman uses that look very similar yes. to something in When Evil Lurks. Yeah. I noticed mm. that as well. Mhm. Uh but yeah, so Juan says He's, he's thinking back to strange things that have been occurring. And he does say, well, there was an accident outside of my house. And my neighbor, Walter, was very upset. He was remodeling his house at strange hours of the day. And then now we're flashing back to Walter uh, in the past. And he's looking exhausted and stressed. He's at work and he's calling a specialist for help, uh, Dr. Albrecht. And he's trying to get an appointment with her. The receptionist is saying, like, he, she can't see you. She can't see you. And he's certain she's the only one who's going to be able to help him. He's, he's spoken to other specialists and they've all given her, given him this number. But Dr. Albrecht is not 
not taking his call. So he goes home. He goes to bed in his jeans. <laughs> Absolutely insane. I'm sorry. Did anything, any weird activity in the last two weeks? Yeah, sleeping in his jeans. Yeah. <laughs> sleeping in my outside clothes, which are jeans, in Wh- my twin bed. My Which, twin you know what? The twin bed threw me. I, I know. Lots of small lot beds, of beds in this movie. But I do. I will admit that in high school, I would just go to sleep in my jeans and outside clothes, man. I would just pass <laughs> out. I also, though, slept on a mattress on the floor in the basement. So that was kind of weird. Sure. That does feel like a very teen boy thing, though. Yeah. You're right? like, yeah, but y- I, you just you're barely keeping it together. Exactly. <laughs> and Walter is not a teen boy. He's a grown ass man. So he should maybe know a little better. But and what the actor who plays Walter, I believe, is one of the brothers in When Evil Lurks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yes, he's Jaime. Yeah, he is. I feel like he is hot. He looks like Scoot McNary to me. <laughs> oh, you've told me about this actor. Strong eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like him. Get into those bed jeans. Bed jeans. <laughs> uh, so he's, yeah, I mean, he's looks like he's not doing well. He seems very scared in his home. He's in his bed in his twin bed with his jeans on and he's peeking under the bed he's like looking uh lifting the blankets up to look under i think seems like it's there he keeps the blanket up as he gets up to go brush his teeth and we see from the pov of under the bed something pulls the blanket back down yeah there's a great shot of him in bed he leans over and looks under the bed and there's nothing. And then the camera starts to tilt back up with him as he's and coming he back up to the bed. Something something kinda. under the bed just kind of rolls into the light just as the camera's like moving past. It's, it. it's wonderful. Very creepy. It's <laughs> classic, though. Yeah, like he doesn't realize he's kind of technically sharing a bed with someone else, but they are like any couple and that they fight over who gets <laughs> More of the blanket. Yes, Yes. there is a little push and pull happening here. Specifically, his bed is being pushed around in the night. He comes back after brushing his teeth and his bed seems like it's moved a little bit and he moves Mm. it back and then it's he's in it and it's moving on its own. And he's like, something's definitely here with me. He hides under the blankets. We see a shadow of a hand reaching for him. It's very scary. And we cut away. We see him waking up the next morning, hearing some banging. All of his furniture has moved around in the night. It's like basically all been pushed to the center of the room, like around his bed. Maybe they just wanted to paint his walls. It really is like one of those like (laughs) Mm -hmm. Reddit threads about a terrible roommate. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like my roommate keeps rearranging all the furniture in the middle of the night. I've asked him to stop a hundred times. <laughs> he won't stop. He's always walking around naked. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we see him going through this routine again of calling Dr. Albrick, like speaking to the receptionist, begging again, please, please, please. I've, I, I've seen something. And she says something like, we can't, Dr. Albert can't get involved without proof. And he's like, how am I supposed to get proof? And so he goes and he buys a camcorder and he's going to videotape himself sleeping. Mm. Classic. Yeah. We love it. That's, that that's paranormal activity. That's always shot an exciting yeah. movie, horror movie trope is I'm going to film myself while I'm sleeping and see what scary stuff it's happens. It's so scary. Gets me every <laughs> fucking so time. so scary. Oh my and God. I, it's so tragic that he can't get a hold of this like, 
doctor. I don't know what else to call her. She's a yeah. ghost doctor. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of, again, I think Damien Rugna is really interested in um, like bureaucracy and the frustration of trying to get help from the one person or entity that you know can help you and getting stuck mm. in like a phone tree or, mm. uh, you know, tape, customer yeah. service that sucks or just government that doesn't care. Like, totally. And, and obviously, yeah. like, she's not a fraud or a disbeliever because she's one of the doctors who she shows up like yeah she's yeah. one of the three who uh visited Juan in but it's in too jail. late for Walter yeah yeah so maybe she's visiting Juan because it was like oh I didn't I didn't respond in time to help Walter but uh mm. yeah because he he sets it up to record him sleeping and I think he goes to sleep and then wakes up and it's on the ground yep. and he's like oh something knocked over this camera let me see maybe if there's some evidence of it and he starts he starts reviewing the footage and it's a tall naked guy like standing next to his bed looking at him sleeping which is always <laughs> what you want to see so when you record yeah, yourself like, sleeping dick is eye level yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's basically getting teabagged by a demon and uh, <laughs> it's uh, th then this thing like turns around and walks into his wardrobe and that's what knocks the camera over. So he's like, he just looks up and is looking at his wardrobe and it's closed doors. And mm -hmm. he, oh God, he goes to get a gun and yeah. he mm -hmm. uh, is slowly approaching the wardrobe, opens it. It's empty. He moves all the clothes around, looks if anything's hiding in the back. It's empty. So he goes back to the camera and he's looking at it and he's reviewing the footage some more. He sees, he like rewinds and goes back to see the the, the freaky guy crawling out from underneath the bed to watch him. <laughs> uh, it's really gross. And as he's watching this, we see now the wardrobe doors opening again. That guy coming out and he notices it through the reflection of on the gun. I think mm -hmm. he like sees the movement behind him, but it's too late. And the creature thing, it's like human ish, but it's like lurch. It's like a naked lurch. Yeah. 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 And it reaches the gun before him and we cut away. and We don't see what happens there, but it does seem good. No, mm -mm. no. Mm -mm. Next is when it's the little kid outside, right? And yeah. some little kids playing soccer as you do and, and kicks the ball into Walter's yard and goes to get the ball and also drink from the hose because hose water is the best. Oh, I think this, water. It, this is the last time we see Walter because I think Walter's the one who's like, hey, it get is, out of yeah. my yard. You don't really see him. You like see him through the cracks of his blinds because yeah, he's yeah. like, hey, quit drinking my good hose water, kid. That's mine. <laughs> uh, get out of here. And the kid like. He's like, all right, I'm sorry. And he and backs up into the street. And it's still. And it's that clip from the trailer. That kid just gets mowed down by a bus, man. It, he gets final destination right there. Yeah. Game, game over for that little kid. And something yeah, I thought damn. was funny is the bus driver like flees the scene. Did you bus guys? Driver gets out of the bus <laughs> just notice that? I think he's still running. I didn't notice the bus driver running. I yeah. Was... Yeah. He got out and no. <laughs> started heading for Brazil, I guess. He's out of there. Um, but the rest of the, it's like a, it's a, a small little neighborhood. The rest of the residents are coming out of their homes and seeing uh, the dead boy laying in the street and um, Juan and uh, what's her name? Clara? I forgot. Clara. Oh, yeah, Clara. Yeah. They instantly know who's. Yep. kid it is so they yep. start yelling oh, like for the mom right across mm -hmm. the street. Neighbors. Oh, God. Alicia. Is that the mom? Yeah. So, yeah. Then we see the mother in morning probably i think after the funeral everyone's wearing black she looks completely devastated and kind of catatonic almost like she's being led to her 
home and we see Juan and Clara comforting her. Um, then we cut to a character named Yano. He gets a phone call in the middle of the night from someone named Funes. 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 And we recognize Yano is one of the, also one of the three people that was interviewing Juan in the earlier scene. Mm. So um, this is, you know, still before that in time, but um, Mm -hmm. he wakes up to this phone call and Funes says, you need to see this. Uh, Something is happening that I feel like I can't explain type of thing. And like, I've, I know you're the kind of person that would maybe be able to explain what's happening. Yeah, because when he gets there, he's like, nothing scares you, right? And I was like, yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Let's see. What do you got? Yeah, Funes is like a local sheriff, right? Like he's a cop. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Captain, I think was his rank, Captain Funes. And he's he's like two weeks from retirement. Classic. Oh, yeah. He just just wants to get out of there. He's young to people. He says he has like medical issues, right? I think so. He's a younger guy, but he's still, he's retiring. But he's at least doing this 15 years because Hano is like, I've been working with Funes for for 15 years. And Funes is a character who, uh, he's just... He always has his gun out. Like whenever anything supernatural happens in the movie, he pulls out his gun. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going to shoot this ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that works out for him. <laughs> uh, they arrive at uh, Alicia's house and he kind of reveals that they have some sort of romantic history. Oh, um, yeah. He's cared about her in the past and is, is worried about her and you know, we're going to see what's happening here because something is not right and leads Yano to the dining room of this home and reminds him beforehand, like, you know, her son died five days ago or something. And we had the funeral service. We buried him. Turn around the corner. He's sitting at the dining room table. Yeah. And not Uh. like... He does not look like, oh, he came back to life and he's normal. No, no, no. This is like he's a little dirt boy. It's disgusting. Like, honestly, the he imagery like of this little boy, like, yeah, there are there are jump scares that got me good in this. But in terms of like imagery and things that I'm still thinking about, it's this little yep. boy and the way that he looks and the way that they mm. frame him and the way he's sitting. That honestly is so scary it's to me. It's so scary. <laughs> It's hard to keep something scary when you have the camera staying on it. Most scares happen from a, a, a sudden movement or sound or like a quick look and then it, it cuts away. But the camera holds on this kid yeah. and it's scary the whole way through. And he's like, I mean, his skin is like dark gray. It's just covered in dirt. And he's just dirt. sitting at the dining room table just kind of like posed. Like he's not moving. Ooh, ooh, and that's what's creepy. Yeah, just completely is, still. I think it could have been, they could have, you know, done like zombie kid. Sure, mm-hmm. that's spooky. But what's freaky to me is how he just sits there and we don't see him move ever. And they're like, but he might still be alive or not. They're they're sure. like some of the other cops saw him moving, yeah. but he's not moving now. And, and and Hano takes like a spoon and puts it below the kid's to nose see to if see if there's like up the spoon with breath and, and it doesn't. Breathing. And so they're like, all right, I guess it's it's not moving. I don't know. And they turn around, and start to leave. And then. They hear a noise and they turn uh, they turn around and the glass of milk that was next to the kid is spilled over like he knocked it over. He but he, like he's still not moving. Cookies in front of him, which is <laughs> yeah, also very milk creepy. And cookies just in case. 
Yeah, this kid's really scary. Yeah, this kid's nasty. It's very scary. And Hano's like looking at his um, fingernails and you see that it looks as if he has dug himself out of a grave. Like his fingers are (gasps) all fucked up. And but he's completely still like as if he is a corpse. But there's muddy footprints and handprints like leading to where he is. And also his mom when you first see her, you're like, why is she kind of, she's like dirty. Like she's got like hmm. smudges on her face and arms. <gasps> oh, cause she was like hugging. Yeah. Him. She yeah. would have been like oh. hugging him and kissing but him. But they're not sure if she went and dug him up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's, like, right. that's the most reasonable oh, okay. so explanation. That's what they think. Yeah. This is just a literal corpse. Yeah. Yes. And that, cause he, I was like, when they were like, oh, let's see if he's breathing. No, he's not. Okay, fine. I'm like, what does that answer for us yeah. like I yeah. said maybe the mom the bereaved mom yeah and went. they think the other cops are maybe just imagining mm-hmm. stuff or mm-hmm. yeah yeah god it got it got it okay yeah so they just leave this kid sitting there for a while yeah because yeah. that, that other kid is this one the other kid like the neighbor kid uh not yet first Hano okay. goes outside he's like something he thinks something is up here he's like he he's not fully writing it off as just the mom but that is a possibility but he thinks you know maybe there is something more going on here he has experienced yes corpses coming back to life yes. in his line of work yeah, we are mm-hmm. learning that he is some sort of paranormal investigator and he steps outside for some fresh air or something and sees a woman across the street taking photos and we find out this is Dr. Al- Albrecht who <gasps> uh-huh. Walter was calling and uh-huh. I guess, yeah, had now he has, has sent her the footage, but it's too late. We don't really know. He seems like he's not there anymore. Because she's like at his house taking mm-hmm. pictures, right? Yes. But hasn't been let inside. But it's right across the street from uh, yep. Alicia's house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hano is like, oh, you think this is weird? Let me show you this. <laughs> and uh, takes her over to Alicia's house. And she notes that the... <laughs> Uh, on the outside of the house, going up the wall and even on the ceiling of like the porch cover are footprints and handprints from the kid. Yeah. So I don't know what this kid was doing climbing up a wall or something because that doesn't really get too explored. But he's he's a little creepy crawler. I feel like it's so yeah. much more effective, though, to just show him in his still state. Like, can you imagine yeah. if we had seen him crawling up around oh, there? It would have been oh, cheesy yeah. and dumb. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> him mm-hmm. just standing there, sitting there still. And that's uh, when this other kid is the right. Yeah. yeah. When this other kid, like a neighbor kid, kicks a ball over there or like he's he his toys are in the that backyard. So yeah. he goes and it there. It sounds like these two kids were like best friends. I think there's a shot of the other kid mm. after uh, the first one after he gets hit by a bus. I think we see this other kid like traumatized and, and having witnessed it. But he goes into this backyard to like collect his toys that are there. And he looks into the, the window and sees his friend's corpse sitting at the table and obviously that's not going to register as a dead body to him his kid so he's like knocking on the window and then this dead little kid corpse slowly turns Mm -hmm. and looks (laughs) at his friend outside the window it's pretty creepy yeah (laughs) and he gets spooked and like drops some stuff he was carrying his backpack and everything and just runs away yeah yeah yeah. he screams and runs off and uh Hano and Dr. Albrecht hear hear that they were like in the other room and they they come in and see like someone has been in here. The boy has moved. There's now more footprints. And so they're like, we got to move 
the body and they put him in a big freezer in the backyard. <laughs> yep. Yeah. When they just stick a potted plant on top. Just like in case. That'll be heavy just enough. In case. Even though I, they think or they know that this kid dug himself out of his own grave. I don't know why they think putting just kind of a heavy ish plant, plant on top yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like thing. a Legend of Zelda like pot that yeah, you yeah. up and <laughs> put on top there. <laughs> He so uh, Hano tells Funes to bury the kid back in the cemetery, take him back to the cemetery and bury him in concrete with some concrete concrete this time. Yeah, like get him him into a street, get him in there. Good. Yeah. And now we cut back to Juan being interviewed by the three people uh, uh, after his wife dies. And basically now we're all up to speed at the same point. So this is like them saying, we know things have been happening in this neighborhood Uh and we need your permission to investigate your house. And so if you can sign this paperwork, the three of us, it's the it's uh, Hanno Albrecht and another guy, um, Rosentock. Yeah. And they are paranormal investigators and they want to go stay in these houses where the incidents have occurred and investigate. And so he signs it. Sure. She's there's telling him, you know, we can find proof, hopefully, that you didn't murder your wife. So I think he's in prison for murdering his wife. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's where you that's, that's where, where you'd, you'd be. Yeah. 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 Makes a yeah. lot of sense. After this, the movie, it, it takes kind of an insidious turn mm-hmm. where it's like oh, yeah. paranormal investigators like really There's even like a and, Lin Shay kind of character. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I didn't expect that. I kind of thought that we were going to keep exploring this neighborhood with different uh, cases of the hauntings and, and stuff like that and, and visiting mm-hmm. these different characters. And I, I'm not I, I may have wanted that more because yeah. I didn't expect it I, to become this like investigation thing. I do think this is when the movie slows down a bit for me. Like I was feeling this kind of last third or whatever, like yeah, half the first third. third. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just I don't know. I, I think it's it's a lot of we're waiting around for scary stuff to happen. Yeah, I kind of like it more when it's um, people in the dark who this stuff is happening to, as opposed to these three investigators who like know something's up and are trying to like scientifically find mm-hmm. out how to do it. And, and you know, I bet if I watched it again, knowing that that's where it goes, mm-hmm. that uh-huh. I would maybe enjoy it more or like. Yeah, uh, you just I'd be expecting it more. But since I wasn't, I was like, oh, this is uh, we're still doing this, you know, like an hour in. It's hard when you start with a woman being like flung around her shower. Yeah, to, yeah. It's like that's a those are some high stakes to start off with. For sure. And there's no like protagonist in this movie, which is interesting. So, mm, yeah, yeah, like Juan, we we kind of like leave behind in the jail and uh, Walter mm-hmm. disappears. So it's like, oh, now we're now we're watching these people. OK, mm-hmm. I guess so. I thought they were just going to be yeah. kind of off to the side. Yeah. So it it, it is unconventional. Uh, mm-hmm. But so, OK, they're they're now going to stay in these three homes the three homes being Walters, Walters. Juan's, and Alicia's, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. They're basically taking one each. Funes is with Rosentalk, and I don't. I don't know who's in whose house. Doesn't really matter too much. I think Hano is in Alicia's. Yes, I think you're right. Oh yeah, because um, he's he's watching across the street through the. Uh, yep. Yeah, I know they're across the street. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't even know how much it 
it doesn't really matter totally too much. Matters. But yeah, yeah, they're they're just split up in okay. in these houses. The three scenes of the crime. Yes. Yes, yes so the, to speak. the like shower floating body, the creepy kid, and the naked guy under the bed are the three different houses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. We see in the house that Rosentalk and Funes are in, there's something in the kitchen where all the silverware looks like it's mag- magnetically being drawn up. It's like dangling from below a cabinet. Dude, I wish that I could store my silverware this way because it's just like hanging. Just have it That's there. so dangerous. Dude, an earthquake. Are you kidding me? That would but be- if the magnet's strong enough, then all you got to do is like, <laughs> oh, I need a fork pluck and just pluck it off there. I think that's- I feel like those exist. But, well, they do for knives, at least. You know, I feel like oh, some- Oh, yeah, the little knife bars. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Bars. yeah, we have yeah. some of those. Yeah. But you're right. I feel like it is. There is something a little scary about that also. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it could. this could happen. But a spoon could be okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this, spoons can be good. Not giant knives, which one a giant knife goes right through um Rosenthal. Yeah, he's like, hey, check this out, man. This <laughs> and then like the knife goes through his hand into the t- uh, the bottom of the cupboard that's above it. Ooh. And then he's like, Yo, do you hear that sucking noise? Something's sucking my blood. And sure enough, the blood from his hand is going up into the cupboard. Yeah, there's something <gasps> in there. Just like, and you just hear the slurping. <laughs> And Rosentalk is seeming very chill about this for having just been okay. stabbed in the hand and something's drinking he's his like, blood. He's like, there's maybe like a covered gremlin in here. I don't know what he thinks is <laughs> yeah. going on, but he's really excited. <laughs> he's excited by it. And he's saying to to Funes, I think this is this might be the nest, or he's maybe calling Dr. Albrecht and to Funes. Funes takes out a gun. Funes is like, yeah. well, that sounds really bad. And I don't know why you're so stoked on this. <laughs> they tend to his hand and wrap it up and realize through this that whatever these things are like blood. And mm-hmm. so he tells Funes to go clean up the blood from uh him being stabbed in the hand there's like blood splatter around the kitchen and so funes goes in to uh mop some of that up and they never see what was in the cupboard no, he opens the, no. the drawer and like mm. it's nothing's there i don't know if it just okay. ran away or what but yeah because i was excited to see what was going on but they just, yeah we don't get away. we don't get to see um funes is freaking out he says i'm terrified name of the movie yep, yeah. says it. <laughs> i know we both we both pointed we're like he said it he said the movie um <laughs> he calls hano and he's saying like i gotta get out of here this isn't my like i can't i can't do this i have my health condition above my pay grade yeah uh-huh. above my pay grade mm-hmm. hano is looking across the street into the window of walter's place that they're in and is saying like, well, where are you? Are you in the kitchen? Is that, there's a guy standing right by the window, but that's not you, is it? (gasps) (gasps) It's so great. You can describe it. It's like, is it the naked guy? It's like a big old pale. He's looking at, so he sees this window across the street and he's looking through one window pane and he's there. But then when he moves his head, a certain, he, he disappears. It's like one of those lenticular pictures. Yeah. Where it Mm -hmm. like shifts. Mm -hmm. So he keeps like shifting side to side and he's seeing as he shifts, the the being in the window across in the house across the street like appear, 
disappear, appear, disappear. He's like, this is really weird. Uh, and then he, it's like disappeared and he moves and that's right in front of him. Like, yeah. right. In, and I, ah! like I had my hand on your leg and I grabbed it so hard. I was like, ah, yeah. James grabbing my leg scared me more than the movie. Yeah, that was the biggest scare for me. It was just a well-constructed scare. Me too. I flew out of my oh, seat. There's, a, there's another scare coming up that I liked even more. Ooh, Ooh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we cut away to now back to Rosentalk has discovered something that he wants to show Funes, who's still oh, like yeah. trying to get out of there, but for some reason is I know like, he's like, I want to get out of here. But also I uh, guess. All I'll right, see I'll see what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think <laughs> it just feels like a giant wimp because they're like, You don't have to be here if you don't want. And he's I think he just is too macho about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and also he has an emotional attachment to yeah, Alicia. True. So. That's true, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Rosentalk lifts up, it, this is now Walter's bed that, uh, we know the naked man had been sleeping under and he lifts up the blanket, uh, on the side of the bed says nothing under there. Right. And Funa says, yeah, what, what's, what do you mean? And he's like, it's about perspective. It's not empty. And he moves to the foot of the bed and lifts up the blanket there and we see some nasty little feet like crawl, crawling Ew. away to try, try to hide back further. Yeah, it's like the, the Grinch tiptoeing so across gross. the floor. Yeah. Like, Ew. Yeah, it's very dirty feet. And there's a very light explanation of what is happening. Of it. Yeah. Rosentalk says, darkness, light, two realities sharing the same space and time. It's all about your perspective. Or no, it depends on the point of view. So that's kind he's of all he's thrilled we, about this. Yeah, he's he's so happy about it. <laughs> yeah, that's about as much as they explain. I think um, uh, Albrecht explains to like reality is kind of like a like or, like an orange, where like each slice is like a different kind of dimension. So we're just getting some overlapping dimensions, I mm -hmm. think. Yep. And yep. Mm -hmm. but we don't really get any solid answers for what's going on. Which is probably for the best. Mm. I feel like sometimes yeah. that yeah. ruins it. Yeah, and it's it, they does doesn't he look under the bed? And so we have the feet near us and the legs oh, going into the distance, and then from over there you see the head. Yeah, so a, he's in like impossible positions, and then and then he like charges out from even closer. Yeah, it's yeah. very hard to describe Ooh. because it's all very like it's like. MC Escher made a person and stuffed yeah, him under the bed. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so Funes freaks out, runs out of there. <laughs> it seems like he's maybe having a heart attack. We're getting like this sound design of his heart Ooh. beating mm -hmm. way too fast. He's he's breathing really heavily. It's not looking good. And he's running to the house where Hano is. And he goes in there. And Hano is nowhere to be seen. He's calling out for him, looking around, and we hear something in a cabinet. Is this around when we finally realize that uh, Funes is deaf in oh, at yes. least one ear? Because he takes out his hearing aid. I don't oh, know why right. he takes it out. It, it's. I was a bit confused here yeah. as to why he decides to remove it at this moment. He might have fallen. Kind of it might have fallen off. Oh, okay, but I can't remember kind of for sure. Closer to this cabinet, and then he mm. sees, yeah, the cabinet's kind of like moving, like someone's knocking on the inside, and he just starts ripping it apart, and he kind of sees like Hano's head. <gasps> 
what is he? He's like, he's basically yelling at him to get him out he's, of there. Yeah, right? he's like, get me out of here. He says there's glass splinters in my eyes. Yeah. And you see his yeah. eyes are bleeding. Yeah. Oh. It's real gross. Um, but he had, uh, Funes had opened the front of the cabinet first and it was empty and yes. had just like heard it, more noises and so had to rip off the side paneling. So we're seeing again this like, it's not visible from. Hmm. One way, but it is from the other way with kind of no real reason as to why that is. <laughs> but it yeah, is he, creepy. He goes to tell Albrecht about what he saw. And she's like, yeah, but you can't really trust what you see here. Because, like, I'm looking into this crack in the wall and I'm seeing Walter over there. Yep. And she, yeah, there's like a crack in uh, the wall. And she's like, Walter, what are you doing in there? That, that guy who was calling her, he's like, and he's he's distant <laughs> inside the wall. I, I, I forget if he's like what positioning he's mm -hmm. in, but it doesn't look like he's he's going to be coming out. And she's uh, just like, Ooh. she's like, she, she like props up a chair and is like sitting there just, just staring at the crack way in the too wall. casually in front of this huge crack in the wall with like entities in it. <laughs> yeah. And then as she's Ooh. talking to Funa, this very long arm reaches out of that crack in the wall with really long fingers and it grabs her head and just like just breaks her neck. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That's another jump. Yeah. jump she's scare. like, oh, yeah, it's just so funny because she's like, what you see tonight probably isn't real. And then her head gets and then she dies. cracked <laughs> open by it. It's her neck cracked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I think what Funes is kind of like crawling away from this this thing, right? This is when, like, there's a lot happening at once. Yeah, he's yeah. crawling away. Oh, there's, like, a great shot where, when he's crawling away, um, where we see the, like, long, skinny, naked guy, presumably crawling out of the wall, or maybe Walter, I don't know, but one of the little entities crawling out of the hole in the wall where Dr. Albrecht was, and the camera pans around, and he's again, like, possibly having a heart attack. It's, uh, we hear the sound design i think is is uh factoring in his hearing aid and falling out and him also having a heart attack so it just is like really uh mm -hmm. intense and as the camera pans to the side of him the thing disappears and you oh, can't yeah. like see it from that angle and then the camera pans back up and you see it just like crawling closer and closer to him oh god that's so <laughs> scary yeah <sighs> is this what he makes out of the house and Drives away. Well, real fast. Uh, first, what happened to Rosentock? Because Hano was in the cabinet and Albrecht got her neck broken. What happened to Rosentock? There's like um, a very brief shot of Rosentock in Walter's room still and the cabinet opening behind him. Yes, you're right. But we don't okay. see what happens. So it's implied that okay. that, yeah. uh, like the big, tall, naked guy got him. Yeah. Because... Uh, Cause yeah, Funes goes outside and doesn't he see Alicia there yep. with a car or, yep. uh, and she's like, he's like, I, I gotta get out of here. And she just walks to her car and is like, get in. Yeah. And he starts to get in. This and then is he my favorite scare in this whole movie is when he's in the car and we're seeing out the window. Oh, wait, no, no, this, he doesn't get in this car. Cause oh, remember right. he sees in the back seat of her car. It's the kid. Is little little dirt corpse boy. You're right. Okay, this is a different. And thing. he's like, I'm not gonna carpool with that. I'm not getting in this thing. And There's Elise is like, All right. She's yelling at him. She's like, You poured concrete on my son. Why would you do that? Why could? How would you do this? You made everyone think I was crazy. And she clearly this time did go and dig up her 
son mm-hmm. and is now, yeah, driving She's around like, with him. You stay away from me and my son. Never yeah, talk to Never him. talk to me or my <laughs> weird corpse son ever again. Oh my but God. But then, yeah, so then Funes gets into, I guess, probably his car and yes. your favorite scare. And this happens. is the scare that I fucking love. So he's in his car and we're seeing out of his window and we're seeing kind of uh, a house in the background and we see like a figure running at the car and it's hard to tell what it is at first, but it's all wrecked and she's I don't know how to describe it. She is literally let me just demonstrate. This is all for me. She's literally like that's her head, but her but body is facing forward, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a yeah. twisted back bend. Like over kind of backwards and is running at the car, and it's so Just crazy. like runs into the window. It reminded me of that scare and smile yeah, that the, me of smile. the, the, smile the, the trailer spoiled. Yeah. This, yeah. 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 But, uh, it's a great it's scare because because so unlike cute. Smile, where it's like a jump scare, here you see you it see come it, from the background. It's still really scary. Yeah, yeah I love it. And so obviously Oof. he gets out of there. She's screaming at him. You still have time. We're being tortured. <gasps> yeah, horrifying. Yeah. So then that's when he gets gasoline. Right. He comes back. Doesn't he get like a bunch of gasoline? And he oh just, yeah. He's like, I'm just going to burn this shit down. Just burn it down. Just, hey, I mean, why not try? Yeah. 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 And he, yeah, he burns it down and it kind of cuts away. And we go back to Juan now in presumably present day with new police officers there. Right. Like, how is how is the investigation going? (laughs) Did you guys prove I didn't kill my wife? Meanwhile, his entire block is burnt down. Yeah, things are bad. Yeah. (laughs) The the three people that you were there with, one of them has is like a gray corpse with glass sticking out of his eyes and the other ladies bent in half back. Well, like, it's just it's not good, dude. Sorry. (laughs) You're you're in jail forever. He does say shows him a picture of Funes and he's like, do you recognize this person? He is the person we suspect burnt down the block and we can't find mm-hmm. him. So he, he maybe he's the guy to blame. Maybe he murdered your wife. He's a fugitive. Uh, you know, obviously we know that's not true, but that's what th- all they have to go on is this guy who burnt the block down. That's now missing, I guess. And mm. as they're telling this to him, Juan is looking over their shoulders at someone or something that we're not seeing and they notice this and kind of get confused. And he, Juan says, did you bring him? And (laughs) (laughs) points to a spot. Is that guy with you? Spot in the corner. We all look, there's nothing there. And Juan looks back down at the photographs on the table of, um, the three people he was talking to earlier that they brought with, and he points to Rosentalk, and he says, that's him. His his face is burned, but that's him. The furniture, a chair moves in that corner of the room, like slides, <laughs> slides to the side, and they're all looking, and Juan says, he came with you. He came, he came in with you. And oh. they turn and look, and the chair flies at the screen, and that's the end of the movie. This yeah, Rosenthal <laughs> like eats the chair at the camera, yeah. malignant style. Yeah, it's like have some credits. Yeah. 
Fuck out. <laughs> yeah. So not damn a lot of answers there. I don't know if we mentioned there is like some theory that the the water is part has something to do oh, yeah, with they mentioned who gets infected water. because the kid drank the water. We saw yep. Walter brushing his teeth and the woman in the oh. shower. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. towards the end of the movie, you see they're all drinking from bottled water. They like switch to bottled yeah. water. Interesting. Mm. But it's not oh. super explicitly laid out. I think there's just one moment where Albrecht is like water is, I don't know, an easy thing to travel to. It helps travel to a different dimension or something. It's just... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does Ooh. say something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Just like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like, like, particularly when you mentioned like Insidious, I feel like the, the presence of experts mm-hmm. makes you think, well, they'll get the upper hand at, at some point, right? Like, they'll get fucked around with some, some... There'll be some casualties maybe, but like eventually they'll come out of this. Right. Or like poltergeist, poltergeist or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or like the conjuring or like they, you know, uh, and so then to have it be like, nope, they just get tortured <laughs> yeah, forever in another yeah. dimension. It's just like, that's so <laughs> scary. Yeah. And that's, so again, like Damien Rugna, that's such like a, when evil lurks deals with the same thing, you know, even when it's like, okay, finally we have some experts here who, are doing something and they're going to save the day. No, it's still, you know, it's just failure on all parts. Um, It's he's I think he is very scared by the idea that you can't truly depend on any system to help you, whether it's like a private Mm. entity or a public like it's yeah, the failure of people and groups to it's probably a big fan of the wire. Yeah, for yeah. sure yes, it's, yeah, it's like the breakdown of the system kind of <laughs> yeah um and wow i know you guys mentioned in your when evil lurks episode that he's like not a religious person and i feel like so often in these kind of possessiony movies the answer is mm-hmm. like like in conjuring and i think insidious also it's like god all you have to do is you know believe yes. in god yeah, the warrens are are religious and Dam- yeah. damien rugna is not gonna go that route yeah, his his kind of ghosts and and creatures feel very uh, weirdly scientifically based, even though it's not mm-hmm. real science. The mm-hmm. fact that you can measure them with equipment that is kind of fantastical looking. It's almost like steampunk looking equipment to measure <laughs> yeah. these ghosts. And oh, that's fun. The fact that they theorize they maybe travel through water. Like it's, it's like there is an explanation for everything. We just don't, you know, there's, it's like a new science. Like we're the f- people yeah. learning it right now. So it feels like believable yeah. that it's like, we don't mm-hmm. have all the facts yet, but mm-hmm. this right. is real. But here's the evidence we've collected so far. Yeah. 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 Well, and like, I feel like again, knowing nothing about this and people, I'm just going to spout a bunch of bullshit <laughs> about dimensions and, <laughs> multi- but it's like, there, it does feel like, Okay, well, that's maybe possible, right? Like there are we we are in multiple dimensions and things can like brush up against each other. And I feel like I've heard that as an explanation for paranormal activity before. And like to have that be happening in real time and also like the chaos of that for them to be like, that's what it is. Doesn't mean it helps us right, at all. Yeah. Like, look, they're not really real, but it, they actually could come out and snap my neck <laughs> yeah. and then I'm dead and I'm there. It's like. That's so scary. Yeah, the, he's he's. It's kind of like the horror movie version of. Do you know? Do you know Flatland? The kind of Carl Sagan thought 
uh, experiment, or at least the way that he explains uh-uh. um, dimensions. It's very, mm. it's a great clip from Cosmos, but basically he's like, the reason we as people, we can't even fathom there being like a fourth dimension, right? Because we exist in the third dimension. Right. If you, let's say there's a place called Flatland where everything is two dimensions and a three-dimensional object suddenly shows up, like, to these two-dimensional beings, they would have no way to comprehend, right. like, what right. that is. And it would pass through Flatland one little plane at a time and it would just be this weird, and it kind of reminds me of only seeing these ghosts or things at a certain uh-huh. angle, you know, it's these weird slices of like, what am I even looking at? You know, yeah. and not being able to fathom that. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Um, I also was wondering if, because there's, a, this might not be right, but there, the moment where uh, Funes is having a heart attack, it seems, and there's a creature like right next to him and it le- leaves him. It doesn't like go for him because we do see that some of the entities, whatever they are, go into the bodies of people. And I don't know if they were just like, oh, his body is breaking down right now. He's having a heart attack. So we'll just leave him. It's like of no use to us. Hmm. Mm. I don't know, just like it didn't yeah. make That's the only reason I could think of why it like left him alone right then. Cause he. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, why leave him alone, but not a kid that just got flattened by a bus? Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little surprised that he made it out of that one. It wasn't looking good. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had time to read like Reddit theories on this movie yet, but I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, it is a fun one for that. I mean, even talking about it made me. Like it, it did, it did mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, make it make a little bit more sense to kind of... Yeah, to be like, oh, yeah, just to reframe things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and speaking mm. of that, I feel like, yeah, like we mentioned about the dog in the beginning, I feel like that must be a similar thing that they thought they killed a dog and oh, the dog yeah. came yeah. back to life probably the same as, same the, kid as the kid did. Same mm-hmm. as, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like fun Ooh, that that little detail is not, it's not really ever explained. There's a lot of things that are just dropped in and just add to like the atmosphere rather than feel like they're spelling things out for you. I really like I felt mm-hmm. like with mm-hmm. When Evil Lurks, I felt like his world building reminded me of John Wick, where it's like you're just kind of dropped into the world and everyone knows that there's the continental. Yeah, yeah, the everyone knows the, everyone rules, knows the already. rules and I'm not going to explain yeah. the rules to you, but... We all know them. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm I'm a fan. I'm uh, excited to see what he does next. Mm-hmm. I also saw that there, I couldn't figure out if this is actually happening, but there are articles about an English language remake of Terrified, which you oh. hate to see. <laughs> uh, was it by Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. What? He's producing it. And oh, it's also it. directed by Damien Rugna. So that's Oh, okay. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. More that's promising. Interesting. How often does that happen? Because I think of it's funny, just funny games, games funny is games, the only yeah. one I can yeah. think of. I can't think of any other instances where the same person has remade their film in two different languages. That's yeah. a small club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't know if that's happening or not. There hasn't been recent news on it. He's also said that he would like to do a sequel that picks up right where this one leaves off i think he said he's even oh, written cool. a script for it but so he, he'll have something coming he's going to be doing something, when, something. I mean, when evil lurks the word of mouth 
of yeah. that thing is so I think he's crazy. gonna be uh sitting in a pretty good position at the end of this year. Yeah. 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 Gotten a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um well mm. Chelsea, James, thank you so much. You guys, this was amazing. I really enjoyed this movie. Thank you for picking it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad we got to watch it finally. Yes. I love like there's hey, Molly, don't be like Molly that. Molly's possessed. Sorry. There's so many <laughs> movies on our list of like, God, we really need to watch that. So when an opportunity arises to like force us to watch it, I, I love taking it and being like, yes, we will yes. pick this one. Hell yeah. Um, well, could you tell our listeners where they can find you and about Dead Meat and anything else you want to plug? Yeah, yeah. Dead Meat is the uh, number one horror movie channel on YouTube. Ah. We've been doing it for six and a half years now. And uh, the flagship show on it is The Kill Count, which uh, evolved from just counting the kills in movies to (laughs) pretty much being mini documentaries about them where we go into the, the behind the scenes, how it was made, cultural context, just all sorts of things, all while keeping lots of jokes in there to, to have it fun and funny. Uh, and then alongside the Kill Count is the Dead Meat Podcast, which is Chelsea's show. Yeah, Dead Meat Podcast. We have, you know, longer form reviews, which James and I doing a bit more analysis than there would be room for on on the Kill Count. Um, we'll play a lot. Of, we play games, like lots of trivia and just uh, we, we keep it goofy on the podcast. Horror Survivor's a big hit yes. on the podcast mm. where we play Survivor with uh, 18 horror characters and just basically RPG. It's like it. a tabletop RPG where we Ooh, play through fun. a season of Survivor and Love determine that. which horror character is yeah. fun. We don't know who's going to win when we nope. start, but we come to it's it. It's always surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots, of, lots of fun stuff and just other random things on the channel. Lots of interviews. Uh, we also uh, one of our uh, we do uh, annual horror awards, which uh, when evil lurks will be nominated for best oh, original nice. picture, probably. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, we so we'll have our third annual horror awards in probably i think march just right around oscar time and then uh mm-hmm. we also mm-hmm. do a horror royal rumble where we run a computer simulated uh on wwe game 30 ah. character royal rumble with characters that chelsea creates of horror characters and then we commentate live watching it for the first time as yeah. uh characters are Get eliminated and right. Oh my god! We've gotten WWE wrestlers to do some like yeah. They send in videos being like, "I'm rooting for the Wolfman to win," and just it's it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, That's one of the amazing. Most fun things on the channel. So lots to offer for horror fans. Oh my god, amazing! Great. Um, and where can people find you on like Instagram, socials, and stuff? Uh yeah. Dead Meat James is the Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, the Twitter is me. The other two are uh. uh 22 year old we pay to handle those because <laughs> I'm, I'm not into tiktok Fair. yep <laughs> uh we tried to start tiktok and it didn't go well <laughs> yeah no <laughs> it's not for us it's not for no. us yeah what can you yeah. do <laughs> uh i'm at carebeck c-a-r-e-v-e-c-c on twitter and instagram and you can also find chelsea's voice in games Oh, like Fire Emblem Heroes, she's a voice actor. I did just, I did just get added to Fire Emblem Heroes, which is very exciting for someone who loves Fire Emblem like I do. Yes. Anyway, I'm so proud. That's of her. amazing. Nice. It's a, you got a great voice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a real treat. I lo- I sufficiently spooked, which I love. <laughs> which nice. I love. That that yeah. can be the name of another podcast. Yeah. Sufficiently, sufficiently spooked. spooked. Yeah. That is nice. That's good. But one. Emily, you don't feel like terrible, right? I don't feel terrible, no. I don't feel terrible. Do you feel terrified? I feel terrified. Is there a movie <laughs> that's been described to you that has made you just feel terrible? Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Can you think yeah, of yeah, one yeah. off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, Speak No Evil. 
Speak No oh, Evil. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole point of that is... That just... That's a bummer. Funny Games was one. Funny Games made me mad. Speak, I guess Speak No Evil made me mad, too. I, I, oh, um, Speak No Evil and The Mist, I think, are the two oh, that made me feel the, yeah, the yeah, worst. Yeah. Yep. Yes, mm. those are very bleak. They'll do it. Oh, um, I can't even... <sighs> the mist. I don't think about it that much, but man, anytime I remember it's it, it's pretty what, devastating. It's tough. That's pretty <laughs> devastating. So this one was not. It was not devastating. Yeah. Great, great. So thanks for that. You're gonna sleep easy tonight. I'm gonna sleep easy tonight. Great. Maybe. No men under my bed. Yeah. <laughs> not even on International Men's Day. Not even. Not, yep. <laughs> not even. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, all right. Well, we end every episode with a voice, but there's not really a voice in this one. So I'm just going to say in my regular voice. That's fine. From all of us Great. here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right. We love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.